You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Extent After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Extent After Show. hear it the sci-fi the moody you know the the moody music we really don't have a main theme song to extant so every single week we are going to choose some popular sci-fi theme song hopefully that we know or at least our fans know or at least we'll maybe be creative and just come up with some kind of moody sci-fi music yeah anyway Everyone, how's it all going? Happy Wednesday. My name is Monis Rose, and to the left of me are the inspiring and compelling Adrian Snow. <laughs> Whoa, and <laughs> Tari Miller. Yes. <laughs> Best intro ever. Right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is... That is terrifying. You know, but yeah. hey, this is a... For a powerful show, for a big mega show, we need some mega <laughs> blockbuster music, you know? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Definitely. Sets it off right. Sets a great show off right. So anyway, how are you all feeling today, guys? Good. Feeling good. good. Oh, yeah. And how do you feel after tonight's episode extinct episode two on extant yeah it's kind of weird there but anyway (laughs) well do you know extant means to exist and extinct means to no longer exist i saw that Uh, on their review of extant oh Uh, okay ew Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so i was like oh okay look at that so it's kind of I see what they're doing there Yeah. yeah so overall before we really get into the meat and potatoes of this episode what did y'all think of tonight's episode? Did they answer any questions from last week? Did they not? Did, um, you know, obviously there are so many more questions that were stated. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think? I thought they answered a lot of questions about uh, Krieger. So, and that's, that's kind of what I expected. They kind of gave us his entire story in the episode, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they answered a few other questions, but that was like a main question I had, and they answered all of it pretty much <laughs> in this episode they resolved like a lot of things very quickly yeah so it was, it was a good episode yeah what about you Tari? um i liked it i liked the very suspenseful feel to it um and it all the answers kind of blew all of my theories out of the water um because i was like oh man what if everyone's a robot and what if this happens but it's like no here's exactly what's going on yeah and it's not that yeah you're right you're right. You know, this uh, this episode, it was written, you know, I don't know if you, it was like some, there was a lot of sci-fi, there was a little bit of horror, there was not really adventure, but I, I noticed that this episode was written by Leslie Bowen, and he um, he wrote uh, the on the sci-fi series, Steven Spielberg's sci-fi series Taken, he also did, you know, A Nightmare on Elm Street, he also did 
Beasts and Dante, uh, Dante's Peak. So he was all over, you know, and I think that uh, writing this episode, it was a really, it was a really good one. And mm-hmm. you're right, it answered a lot of questions. And um, I, I like that. I like that. And going along with what you said, Adrian, yeah, the Krieger storyline, I, I was actually, I found solace in that. I found solace in that whole storyline. Um, with you, Tari, I, I, I want to say that I was right. Like this episode was all about Molly and I feel, yes, she was the A story. She was the B story. Mm-hmm. And then John and everyone else was just pushed to the C. So I, I feel I want to take the credit on my predictions for that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm <laughs> taking credit on my prediction as I'm well just, then. That's all right, it will we'll, be about Krager. I'm just saying. <laughs> awesome. Touche. Touche. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how about we get in this episode, shall yeah. we? Mm-hmm. So, since it was pretty much all about Molly, we start the episode off with her making breakfast, mm-hmm. waking up in her Ethan Allen's type house. And, it's so and her, beautiful. It is. But it's very plain. It's very beige. Oh, you know, yeah. she always wears beige and everything is beige. Everything is very plain. There's really... It's called earthy. Earthy. <laughs> Rustic, earthy. Rustic, earthy. Ethan <laughs> Allen. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you're right. You're you right. Know. Okay, okay. I'm an old lady. No, you're not. Not not that old. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so she makes breakfast, plans her day with the, the, you know, talks with John about, you know, the new day and pretty much, and, you know, she, um, her day is filled with spending time with Ethan, you know, getting to know more with him and bonding with him. So anyway, um, we'll jump a few minutes. So, you know, she spends some time with Ethan. We'll get to that in a moment. But really, in the back of her mind, she really wants to solve this pregnancy thing. She really wants to solve this, uh, how is she going to hide this, this ISEA thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she gets this visitor. And, you know, last week we met this mysterious Krieger. And later in the episode... This Krieger has been following her, has been really... Like, really poorly following her for someone who's supposed to be fake dead and no one's supposed to know. I'm just saying. What do you mean by poorly following? I mean, he went to a museum in the middle of the day, which is a blatant place with cameras everywhere and people everywhere. And he was an astronaut who went to space and came back. How is it that he's able to maneuver through the town in the middle of the day and no one's like, hey, isn't that dude supposed to be dead? Like, I just... It's the stubble. It um, is yeah, the perfect disguise. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. the stubble. In addition to that, mm-hmm. I say it's his dirty Prius. You see, everyone else is driving <laughs> a brand new Tesla or a BMW. Yeah, this was the first uh, the first time we see it. This new BMW i3. So everyone's in this very exotic, luxurious sports car, and he's just in a schlubby, beaten up Prius. You see, right? I suppose. <laughs> I, that's the one thing. I was like, when he was standing there and looking at her dramatically in the museum, I was like, how is no one else seeing this? Well, I mean, no one? To, to his defense, or I guess in his defense, mm-hmm. um, everyone thinks he's dead. So if you see someone who you think is dead, you're just going to be like, ah, oh, it just must be someone who looks like them. I don't know, you guys. When Tupac died for like a decade after, everyone was like, 
anyone who even remotely looked like Tupac. They're like, oh, that that's totally Tupac. To this day, <laughs> people still think Tupac and Elvis are oh, alive. well, I'm just saying his hologram. <laughs> you know, everyone don't, saw his hologram. Don't talk about that hologram. <laughs> Horrifying. So anyway, you know, yeah, this was a major question from last week's episode that was answered. You know, we really know who he is because um, last week, towards the end of the episode from last week, he was he told Molly, you know, uh, everything is not safe. You are not safe. You need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? What was it? What is he talking yeah. about? What's going on here? What? Well, yeah. that's the other thing. If it's so not safe and it's not safe for him and he faked his own death, why is he walking around in the daylight? Why is he driving up to his old job and picking up Molly in a beat-up Prius? That is more, like, scary. Like, I would notice a, a dirty old Prius in the future driving up and picking up my star astronaut. I'm just saying, okay, I'm done. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You, your, your point is valid. Right. I will. That is a... Yeah, valid point, absolutely. Especially considering how much she surveyed. Like, you would have thought he would have been caught the moment yeah, he showed up. come on. So, what does... So, Adrian, I'll toss it to you first. Mm-hmm. What does Molly learn when she finally meets Krieger after, you know, he's now alive? And what, what happens through that? Well, she learns, and we learn as an audience, what happened to Krieger when he was on the Seraphim the year before. And he did see, uh, have a vision as well. He was growing plants, which I was like, oh, that, that's cute and endearing. But um, he saw a vision of his mother, who was really creepy. And she did have something weird with her eyes, too. I noticed it more in her, but they were just, like, dead black. Um, and so she approaches him, and he has the correct human reaction of, oh, no, this can't be right. You're definitely dead. And barricades her. So, smart man. She's still able to get in there because she's like a ghost alien thing. And he runs away from her. Smart, correct human reaction. <laughs> and then he keeps running away from her until he lures her into like this... Um, into an airlock. An airlock and disposes of her into space. Like the correct human response you should have. Yes. What would you think on this scene, Tari? Um, I thought it was... it. Like I, I had mentioned when we were watching that, it reminded me of The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next, like, I couldn't help but think how he must have felt in terms of having to kill his mom all over again. Um, it, like, Wait, really do, bummed me out. Do we know that he killed well, his no, mom? No, I mean, like, to see her die, her die in front again. of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, like, kind of, it didn't take me out, but it, like, made me just real uh, upset. Uh, which a show should never do. It should never get you upset. Right, guys? Ever. Right. Oh, it's tugging at the heart. It's, oh, it's yeah. playing with your emotions. Yeah. It's the emotional roller coaster. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think he had the correct reaction, and I, I felt for him. That was sad, but he was a very smart man, and he did the right thing. I agree. Versus, <laughs> so. la- yeah, versus last week, Molly really didn't do the right thing last week. She She sees her ex, her former lover, and just says, okay, awesome. Come to me. Put your finger on my zipper. <laughs> I'm so disappointed that they had Halle Berry look like. <laughs> now, yeah, what was what's up though with Krieger's mom? Yeah, in her, she was in a nightgown. Did she looked yeah. wet. She, she looked she, like she just dra- like maybe she drowned, and yeah. that's how she died because she looked like okay. she just came out of a pool. Mm. It was very. That was an um, excellent observation, though. It was very Shining esque, mm-hmm. like Sixth Sense, Shining. Um, you know, just these uh, very. Yeah, very uh, 
Kubrick almost. Yeah. You know? yeah. Ooh, and, and even, um, I don't know if you ever noticed, I mean, even Ethan, I'm, I'm no one sub, um, sidetrack and we'll get back on the Molly issue, but even Ethan, I feel, looks a little like, um, one of like the girls from like The Shining. Or the boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red Rum. Yeah, or the boy. You know, very, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's very stoic, very scary. You don't know if he's going to kill you or not. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, I, I did notice that, um, a lot of, the shining kind of style in this episode. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we have this, we, we know what finally goes on with Krieger. Um, and does anything further escalate between Molly and Krieger? I mean, he basically tells her that his belief is that the people at ISEA are responsible for him seeing the vision They're They called him schizophrenic and that, they will do the same to her. They'll basically force her into quarantine and kind of force her to be isolated so that no one will believe her. Uh, so that's, it's interesting to see that that's his point of view, but we do learn later on that may not necessarily be the case. And so that's pretty much what you get. You get that there is someone that went through the same experience as her, but that's kind of where they leave it. So you don't really hear anything else about him in this and episode. we also... She, Molly, wants to see the footage. She wants to see the footage mm-hmm. because Molly deleted her own footage, um, by which, no, yeah, that's, that. yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not talking about that. But, you know, Krieger was smart enough. He kept the footage, but for whatever reason, yeah, it's not, it was, it, it was there, but Molly did not really have she access to it. Yeah, she didn't have the clearance for it. So yeah, she was able yeah. to see, like, the side footage, mm-hmm. but not, not the actual, like, full on footage of what he yeah. saw and what he did. No. Well, and as she was looking at it, she was essentially booted from the records. Yeah, right. Were you were you happy with with the Krieger Molly storyline, Tari? Were you were you happy? I mean, from last week's episode, were some answers fulfilled? Um, I it was a, a double edged sword because like you, they give you answers in terms of what happened to him, but then you have to wonder like what is this brain anomaly that they bro- they're both experiencing? Like what's the origin? Why do these aliens keep going after their stomachs? Like uh did Krieger come back pregnant? Uh so I mean, these are all these extra side questions that so as for as many answers that we received, we got more questions on top of them. And plus the biggest one, which Krieger says is Maybe they were not experimenting. They were the experiments. Dun, dun, dun. And he said it just as dramatically uh, as you did. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, CBS, just shove it in my face. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we have that one. Now, also there is another major storyline going on with Molly is that she's pregnant. Yes. We see, first of all, she um, she has a new vision of Marcus. Uh, not as sensual and intimate as her first one. Just, you know, kind of like a high-buy thing. She blacks out, but we see rings, like kind of rings pop yeah. out of her stomach. Not pop out, but we see like her skin bend in these yeah. circular and motions. ripple a little bit. They're like the, like the Olympic rings yeah. or something. That doesn't, yeah. And that does not look like a baby to me. That does not look like <laughs> a human to me. Yes. Yeah. Not at first, but... Yeah. So yeah, so anyway... So what happens? How does she deal with the the pregnancy in this episode, Tari? What? Yeah, how does she deal with all of this? Well, uh, at this point, she's still trying to hide it from Sparks, who's digging into what the results are, even though he pretty much knows. Um, and so 
she confides in Sam and they have to go underground in order to confirm that she's pregnant or not. Because if there's an anomaly with her brain, there might be one with her body and in her, in her blood. So Sam takes her to this, uh, essentially this veterinary clinic and uh, gives her an ultrasound. And we see a happy baby little baby. Mm-hmm. It's, and we, there's a heartbeat and everything. There's no robotics, no... Nope. Yeah, so it's, to me, I'm, I'm gonna assume, I know it's, it's human to me. That's, yeah. it's a human baby. Well, they did bring up an interesting point when, and I know I'm jumping forward a little bit, but when they, when Ethan and Molly were at the museum, and Ethan has the interaction with the robot, and he's talking about all the different layers of extinction and how Neanderthal became extinct by the Homo sapiens being able to, to outsurvive them, or, you know. And so the idea that, even if she does have an alien, this is me like having a really big nerd moment, but maybe it's not necessarily an alien like we think of aliens, but maybe just a more advanced version or species of Homo sapien. Different, well, right. like the next evolutionary level. The next evolutionary a super level. baby? There's a super baby the growing Uber inside Lynch. of her? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, well, there is, it's kind of like the theory of like Superman, how Superman's. It's well. There's one theory where Superman is essentially they are future humans, and when they travel through time, well, when they travel through space, they're actually traveling through time back to Earth. Hmm. So my question <laughs> so. is, why why rings? Why rings? I mean, I would think if there was a baby growing inside of her and wanted to pop out, we would see um, some kind a of handprint. a uh, handprint right. or a head, you know, because. It was very aliens-esque, you know, in some of the aliens movies we see in Ripley, like how the alien is protruding through the stomach, mm-hmm. like, but that's, it wasn't rings, it was like the full shape of the alien. Yeah. Like, I think it's more like just a symbol of, of that species. So, I, I don't, I don't, that's me assuming, making assumptions, but it seemed like a, that was just kind of like the symbol of the alien, because you see it later again. Right. Further down. And we're going to see it again. So Absolutely. Um, and then, um, oh, sorry. oh no, go a, ahead. I had a theory. Or, Absolutely. So, um, because, uh, and this is kind of referential, but this band called Coheed and Cambria has a similar mark, and it's to represent three different uh, galaxies or essentially three different um, orbits of planets. And so uh, in my mind, it could probably be kind of like a map of where these aliens come from or where they are. So it's the um, orbital patterns of their origins. A lot of space time going on is what we're trying to say. Indeed. A lot. A lot of space time. I, I like it. We're going to the 12th, 13th dimension here. This is fantastic. <laughs> time Lord. Time Lord. Time Lord. <laughs> anyway, so Molly learns that she's pregnant, and she does not keep the secret to herself. Uh, but she does not tell John. She does not tell her husband, who... Would pretty much so now Molly and Sam know the doctor obviously mm-hmm. from last week. She does not tell Ethan, even though um, you know we just not, she does not tell John, her own husband. Who does she tell? You mean at the end? Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells Alan Sparks. Alan Sparks, which was kind of just like whoa, way to jump. <laughs> like, yeah, just get right to the point. Abs- was not expecting that. Absolutely. You know? I mean, yeah, she's confronted. She's confronted by Craig. Or oh, you, everyone's following you. You need. They're gonna. So yeah. she just goes right to the pretty much almost the head. I mean, the head being Yasumoto, but she goes to the second command. The sparks. But do they know that Yasumoto? Well, I guess that he's in command of Seraphin. I thought that was kind of like a little. 
I don't side thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mean I just think that at least John knows that he's just Mr. Moneybucks. Yeah. That's that's it. He has the moolah. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So a lot yeah, a lot with Molly also we have a little uh, bonding going on with Ethan and Molly and really Molly's not really um and Ethan no, not really. Um, the bond's not closing. I mean, that relationship is still uh, well, on thin ice. I feel it's difficult. You know, he he hasn't had that year of bonding that, especially him being a humanic, he probably needs. Mm-hmm. I thought future Jenga was awesome, though. Oh, future Jenga! <laughs> so Jenga. That was yes. fantastic. Can we bring that right now? I feel it is possible because in this world, in this extant world, like we have. Um, you know, we have Priuses and yet we have these BMW concept cars. So we have like 2014 mixed with 2016, you know? Right. So why? You think we're going to go, we're going to advance that fast? <laughs> and, I hope. Yeah, Can I get an Android? We're also going to get hoverboards. We're also going to get. Oh, <laughs> yes. don't tease about the hoverboards. That would make my life. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, I mean, I think it could be possible because in this, this extant world, I just, I find, um, I'm always wondering what, yeah, what time era is it? You yeah. know, because we're, yeah, we get this schlubby Prius, yeah, we get this nice looking car, yet, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the buildings that they show are Los Angeles buildings. It's not really a futuristic world. I mean, we see that, uh, where the, um, Yasumoto, the ISEA and mm-hmm. Yasumoto's lair and lab is, that's actually a charter school, this, um, very avant-garde looking charter school off the I-10. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, today, there all were was the Natural History Museum. That, yeah. That's an L.A. staple. It's right by USC. I mean. But it was an advanced Natural History Museum. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was interactive. Oh, it was. So. I would love. props. That was awesome. I would love, when I go to a Natural History Museum, the T-Rex or the elephants to come alive. Yeah. And I don't know about the T-Rex, but yeah, <laughs> the elephant would be cool. Yeah, they didn't have a T-Rex. So I'm just <laughs> fantasizing. Please don't do that. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we already mentioned the Tupac hologram, so we're two steps towards it. Yeah. All they need to do is put animals in it. Well, I think that they do kind of what everyone has to do. Even when you go back to, back to the future, you know, when he goes to the future, it's in the, the machine, the time machine is a DeLorean. Obviously, we still don't drive DeLoreans. Obviously, they did not become the cars of the future. So I like they're kind of trying to balance the, the present with the future. So, you know, you still see cars from like 1980, 1975, even to this day. Even if they're not a classic, it could be like True. just this crap car that people have. So. True, right? Absolutely. So, are you saying that Priuses in the future are going to be the crap car? We all know <laughs> that they're going to be the crap car. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, Toyota. Yeah, no, it's it's a great car. <laughs> anyway, great car. so yeah, this episode though was all about. Pretty much Molly. We, I mean, I, are we in all in agreement with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. But there was some uh, C stories. Um, one in particular was, I felt, was with Yasumoto. Um, you know, I mean, there's still, for me, a lot of mystery with him. We see him, first of all, uh, we see him talk with um, uh, Sparks. And then we see him, you know, being like, and we, they talk about Sparks' daughter and some kind of plan, and then we see Yasumoto go into this thumbprint machine that tells him how much longer he has to live, and, you know, and they're just playing this kind of a 
game of chess in a way, this game of cards, this game of thrones in a way. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying this chess game. And then suddenly we have this um, muse, if you will. I don't know if they're married or not, but we have a some kind of muse. And the muse, Yasumoto's muse, is Miss Dodd, the idiot that John called from his speech, you know, from last week's mm-hmm. episode. What'd you think of all that? You um, think she's the muse? I you, think she's a muse. Really? I, yeah. th- I just think she's flavor of the month. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, Yasumoto's Mr. Moneybucks. Yeah, he is Mr. Moneybucks. And, you know, maybe they have something real. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> but who knows? What do you think? Um, I think that there's potential. I... I mean, I would hope that uh, she is, like, his number two. Not, like, number two lady, but, like, his right-hand woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, because what I got from that scene is that she was essentially um, just trying to legitimize John, or, yeah, John's new, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? His new position by sending her in there to make sure that he doesn't think everything's going too smoothly. Mm. Um, okay. What I didn't like, and I don't like this about, I mean, Miss Dodd and the actress who plays her, very attractive, but I'm just saying, she is wearing more revealing clothing than Halle Berry, and I'm just saying, I would <laughs> rather, I would rather have Halle Berry wearing what Miss Dodd is wearing and have vice versa. I'm just saying, the wardrobe. Listen, Halle Berry is an Academy Award winning actress. She's gone past her time of BAPS, past her time of Boomerang. And if she wants to cover up, she's more than welcome to cover up. And you've also had your Respect. naked scene already. Yes. Two. Two True. naked Oh, scenes. wait. And then also, yeah, um, prior to this episode starting, they showed, they actually, this, how is, I feel they showed even what's coming up um, future before even this episode. And yeah, we saw another Halle Berry shower scene. So oh my I'm, gosh. <laughs> you and Halle Berry and shower scenes. I know. She's fine. Okay. We already made it clear. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so we have that. Also, John, we have a little um, tour of John's new facility. And yeah, there's some kind of odd chemistry with John and his assistant, if you will. Uh, You want to uh, further maybe explain that, Adrian? What's going on there? Oh, with Julie? Mm Mm-hmm. Theory that got a little close while she was up in space because she's very close with Ethan, mm-hmm. and they had some weird dialogue between her and Molly where it kind of sounded like Molly knew something might have been up, and she was kind of being nice, but it was like I don't really like you, nice. And then Julie, when Molly walked away, had this look of like jealousy and envy, mm-hmm. and so I I get the feeling that she might have. Either if if she hasn't done something with John, she at least has some strong feelings for John, and definitely for Ethan. I think she would love to have Ethan as her own. So. Now, what would have made that I feel even stronger is if you see, um, there's this point where John wants to congratulate Molly by taking her out to this nice meal. Molly does not show up. Now, to really, I feel what would have really um, exaggerated at least that would Julie. It would have been awesome for me if Julie came in Molly's place because Uh. John was waiting, you know, have the souffle Mm. out. We didn't really see that souffle. But anyway, and I'm just saying, that would have really hit it on the head. Because Halle Berry is fine. Let's be real. Yeah. 
You're right. She is so fine. She is so fine. That's not the last time. I'm going to beat this with a dead horse, by the way, guys. I'm going to beat it with a dead horse. Just to get used to it. That's all I have to say. Manas really (laughs) loves Hallie. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah. So, what? uh, there's, there's a lot of questions. You know, they leave it. Not really a big cliffhanger, though. Not really. I mean, Sparks, we know some... There's some uh, illusions that he has, like, this daughter out there. Yeah, that his... Mm-hmm. Well, they called uh, Katie's sacrifice, is what Yasumoto mm-hmm. called yeah. it. Yeah. So there is some type of, of idea or thought that maybe she was the first to go out into space. Maybe it wasn't documented or something. And that whatever she discovered when she went, she died for. But now they're pursuing it even more. So I think she was the one who... Because they, I felt like they were establishing at the end that there were aliens. Yeah. My, yeah, uh, and that maybe she was first to have contact with them. Gotcha. Yeah. What? Do, what? Do, yeah. What did you think to that? Um, yeah, I I kind of interpreted it mostly the same way. Um, I it just made me more intrigued about like her origins, and I assume like the next episode. Not to get into predictions, but the next episode maybe we'll get a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm not a fan of all the the behind the scenes conspiracy wheeling and dealing, um, just because like I guess I'm so hungry for answers. It just makes me um, too anxious about it. Like I can't even focus on what's going on in the show because I'm like I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I I like though, and even with this show, yes, the stories are compelling. And you're right. Even when there are a lot of questions and they don't have answers. This is a well-built show. And what I mean by that, the set design, like I mentioned the cars earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, the I, I mean, props to the props people, no pun intended, but they like to do a lot with food. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I, am a, I, I love food as well now. And I love going against, yes, futuristic versus old school that in this episode they talked about like souffle. Uh, we didn't really see the souffle, but it was nice. They didn't have some kind of new fusion yeah. meal. It was this old school French dish. So it really was like, well, maybe even in 30 years, we're still just going to have some traditional French cooking, which is nice to me. And, you know, we see Halle Berry in the morning just making, you know, stirring up some eggs and just slicing some strawberries, which are in season right now. So I thought it was very timely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if, if nothing else, people go back to cooking more that kind of seems like where people are on track to yeah Yeah, we don't see some gimmicky like say in demolition man oh this is taco bell and you know you know it's (laughs) It's the delicacy (laughs) exactly like the food scenes and the um you know especially yeah it's very real very authentic Mm -hmm. you know i mean their living environments everything is very authentic very Mm. earthy as you once (laughs) said you're right you're right so anyway with, uh, you did mention predictions, sorry, so how about we get right to them? Okay. Alright. Did you want, oh, did you want to talk about how... You're after Buzz TV. In my ear. Um, well, so, let's do predictions and then we'll talk right. about the news for next week. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're right. Um, predictions, Tari, wanna start this off? What All do you right. think? What's gonna happen next episode? Next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to dive in more to the, the baby's existence. Um, and, oh man, I, sorry, like, uh, I want to know, like, I just, while we were talking, I kind of saw a, a interesting parallel in that, like, um, Holly Berry's 
this woman who's married to a man named John who has this mysterious pregnancy. So there's this whole like uh savior messiah thing going on with her um with her birth giving uh pregnancy is the word I'm looking for. But yeah, so I hope that that's explored a little bit more. Um because I think it's a thing. Okay. Adrian, what about you? What's happening next episode? Oh, well, next episode, I am I feel like they touched on it lightly at the very end of this episode about Gasumoto only having like 100 days to live. And I was curious as to what where they're going to go with that. And they also had this picture. They had him right below his picture. I think it's him dressed like a samurai. Mm-hmm. And so just to go back to that, I really would like to see that in the next episode just more pursuing you did, him you mentioned that a little bit last week yeah. as well absolutely um i think you know uh, how this season is um edited and how cbs does it is instead of telling us what next episode is going to be it, it kind of highlights the whole series yeah. i mean mm-hmm. the season um for me we saw these snippets of molly um unleashing the pregnancy news to finally John. I feel that's going to happen next week. We are going Mm -hmm. to see, because there is some kind of, there is a tense relationship between Molly and John. It's built up. John is still uh, miffed at, you know, she, Molly totally missed that congratulatory meal. So I think we're going to... You thought it was miffed? I thought, I thought it was actually really nice in the end where he's like, I'm understanding, but you can come to me. He was lurching. (laughs) It's Goran Vishnik, okay? I mean, well, he's gorgeous, but it's also just like he's he's a giant man. So. All right, all right. I, but I feel that that's going to uh, come to all that's going to explode and come to fruition next mm. week. We are going to see some scenes. Um, we have some news, actually. Speaking of next week, next week's episode, we have an extant star player coming, don't we, Adrian? Yes. I hope, hopefully, the uh, next hopefully, week. hopefully, yeah. no he was guarantees. supposed to be here this week, no and guarantees. we apologize if yeah. you tuned in expecting him. But Sergio Harford uh, is confirmed for next Wednesday. So, and that is Marcus. Yes, that is he the, plays Marcus. That is the mysterious Marcus. Mm-hmm. All right, Tari Miller, where can all of the extant AfterBuzz and just all the fans out there find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also catch me on Sundays on the Sword Art Online panel. What about you, Adrian Snow? Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at Miss Adrian Snow on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. You can find me, Monis Rose, on iTunes on the podcast Restaurant Fiction, where this week we featured the review Most Icely Cantina from the movie Star Wars. So please give it a listen. Anyway, my name is Monis Rose. This is Tari Miller, Adrian Snow. Thank you for listening, watching. Keep it real, keep it fresh, and always keep it on the flip side. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.